Hi, and welcome to episode nine. I'm Anya, and I'm excited for all of our listeners today because we have a couple of different things happening on the episode. First, we will start with some announcements from Lisa Sledge and Andrea Vassar. And then to follow up, we will have a nurse home visitor share a client's story. I'm excited for you all to hear. And then Sarah will wrap up everything with her lovely mental health minutes. So let's not waste any time. Here's Lisa Sledge. everyone, this is Lisa Sledge with a couple education announcements. The first is Michigan Breastfeeding Network, or MIBFN, has their annual webinars. The next webinar is August 20th from 1 to 2 p.m. Feel free to go to their website at www.mibreastfeeding.org webinars to register and sign up. You get one LSERP for this, and if you do them each month, you will have all the LSERPs you need next time you recertify for your CLS or CLC. The second announcement is, um, please be aware that each month or every other month, we will have some MI training from Ashley or Sarah Pollard. Please stay tuned and posted for those. Finally, I'd like to go over just a few things about toddler retention. I've had a lot of nurses ask me how to keep toddler moms engaged or to retain them into the program. So I have just a few suggestions and a PowerPoint that I will send out to you guys later this month. One is use Goal Mama. Goal setting is a great way to keep moms engaged when their child's in the toddler phase. We know that it's challenging because often they go back to work or school but however, setting goals with them is a great way to help. The second thing is keep your schedule flexible. If you're so rigid from that nine to five schedule, you're probably going to miss these moms, but have some flexibility where there might be an evening a week or maybe even one Saturday a month where you can do a visit with them. The other thing is use telehealth. It's a great tool. You could also meet the mom um, at her child's daycare or during her lunch hour. Also, using certain facilitators that are engaging to the mom, such as the use of outdoor safety facilitators, moms tend to love these, and also how to keep their child safe. You could also use the facilitators that focus on playing at home. There's a couple great ones that go over while mom's cleaning, how to allow the little one to also pretend clean. Also making crafts with your pipes. Many of you um, either love pipe or don't like pipe at all, but during the toddler phase is a great time to use pipe and to get really creative with it and make crafts. Moms look forward to that. You could go on walks. You could agree in advance to meet at the park, meet at the library, or meet at the zoo. You can reduce the visits if needed. So if your mom is not needed a visit every other week, you could do it monthly. You can... um, Flex your schedule, like I said before. You could also use the WhatsApp video to stay connected. Just sending text between visits that say, hi, what's going on, things like that. Um, Mom really cares about development of her baby, especially during the toddler phase. It's where they seem to want the most information about 
um, what are the next steps, what are the things they can do. And they also like to brag on their child and all the new, new and neat things they're doing. So bringing your ASQ bag um, that has books in it, dolls for the child to play, things like that that baby can play with while you and mom talk. Okay. Also continue to have mom weigh and measure baby. This is during the time baby usually has a lot of anxiety once you pull out that scale, or at least I've encountered this. So um, if you've already taught mom how to weigh and measure her baby, this is a time you'd want to continue that. And then again, just be patient. Changes are occurring in her life, um, and so maintaining flexibility is great. Those are your education announcements. Thank you, and have a great week. Hi, good morning. This is Andrea, and I am here today with Colleen Grail, who is a retail guide with Goodwill Guides, and she's been doing that for about two and a half years. Hi, Colleen. Hi. How are you doing? I'm great. How are you? Great. I was really hoping to talk to you about Leap today, because I know that's near and dear to your heart. So first question, what does Leap stand for, and what is it? Yes, that's a great question. So LEAP stands for the Legal Expungement um, Assistance Program, and it is a partnership that Goodwill Guides have with the IU Robert McKinney School of Law, where um, student lawyers come in to the corporate office every other Wednesday for the spring, um, summer, and fall terms of their schedule. They meet with anyone in the Goodwill family and go over expungement requirements with them, and um, expungement is where you can go and have your criminal background sealed so that the courts can't pull it when you're applying for jobs, apartments, and other things like that. And um, it's a really cool law that we have in Indiana, and we, um, the student lawyers really meet with our participants individually and walk them through, according to the law, are you eligible to file for that or not at this current time. So this is a special relationship that Goodwill has with McKinney School of Law. Yes. And so for Goodwill, who all can participate in it? Yes, anyone in the Goodwill family can participate. So that includes people um, in our retail stores, in NFP, in the Excel Center students, or anybody in the corporate office. It's open to anybody at all. So our nurses work with clients and their babies. Can anybody in the family also be eligible to sit down with a lawyer? Or is it limited to just the caregiver of mom or... Um, I would say the caregiver, and then we can make special um, exception for, like, father of the baby and things like that. If, if requested, we can certainly look into that. Okay, awesome. Thanks. I wanted to say congratulations to you as well because I know you received the Young Leaders uh, Innovation Grant through the foundation for this year for LEAP. Yeah. And that's pretty cool. And obviously, we all benefit from your hard work on that. So talk about the grant a little bit. Yeah, thank you so much. We were really excited to um, get that grant this year. It was $10,000 from the Goodwill Young Leaders. And um, the way that we set it up was that it would be a matching fund. So if um, participants apply for this money, then if they pay 25% of what they owe, then Goodwill will come in and pay the remaining 75% so that they're eligible to file for expungement. Um, the big thing with that, though, is that it, it is open to anyone in the Goodwill family, but they need to have gone through the LEAP process already because there are two major requirements that um, kind of stop someone from being able to file. And so one of those is um, time eligibility. So it has to be like one year for arrest and dismissals, five years 
years for misdemeanors or eight to ten years depending on the level of the felony so we um, are only able to help people who are already time eligible but just owe some fees so um, if they just go through the leap process and sign up for that then we'll be able to determine are they eligible for the grant and then if they are they'll be able to get an application before their meetings over nice and how many people get the grant um so we split up the money between different terms so we already did the spring term and we were able to give nine people that money and then this summer term is coming up here soon and um i imagine that there'll be around uh five people who receive that money and then the fall term we should have quite a few more too which um will be really exciting but it's really just up to who writes a good application it's pretty short it's just like four little um paragraph essay questions and then asks how much they owe um and then just some uh, self-sufficiency questions on who needs the money and then however well they score on those essay questions will determine who's highest on the list and then we just make sure the math works out to where we can pay the full amount for all the people who answer the essay questions the best wow what a wonderful addition to your program thank you for that all right have a good day see you soon colleen thanks andrea it's been so fun to talk to you and always is fun talking to you to share about a client that um, I've had. Um, she, I met her through the court system, um, a referral from them. And um, when I first met my client, she was very reserved and kind of held back. Um, it took a while for her to open up, but she was a first time mom, um, had some sus- substance abuse in the past, um, but had recently um, got herself clean, quit smoking, and had actually um, found some employment. So that's where she was when um, I enrolled her. Um, Within the short time of enrolling her, um, I'd say two or three months, um, she started opening up to me more, sharing more about her life. Um, She had some issues um, dating back to childhood that had carried over um, in her adulthood, which led her to substance abuse. So, um, within her sharing this for me, uh, with me, for a few months, she would open up to me about um, certain things that had happened in her past and her um, future. One of the things um, that was holding her back was that she did have like a minimum wage job and it was hard for her to keep up with her probation um, fees. Um, so, within her being in our program, the court system actually waived her fees as long as she was participating in our program. So not only did she participate because um, of this incentive um, that came later on in our our visits, she participated 100% regardless of that, but the relationship that we made with the courts um, and getting this client through courts, um, we were able to lower her cost of some of her fees and actually waive um, most of the larger chunks. Um, She is doing well. She shows up for all her probation visits, um, all of her OB. She is now delivered and she's doing well bonding with her baby. Um, She's breastfeeding still. It's going strong. Um, She's thriving. 
um, the father of the child before she had delivered um, had a lot of um, past history charges. So he was actually in there a lot longer than she was. But through being in the program, I was able to talk to some of the probation officers and the courts. Um, and we actually got him released on house arrest so he could actually start working and financially help her. Um, so that was another plus that came with us working with this um, court system where she's located, which was really nice because she got to actually take off work because she was having some um, health issues through her pregnancy with preeclampsia. So she was able to stay at home, take a rest, and he was able to pick up the slack financially. And so she was able to thrive um, through the last of her pregnancy and is doing well now that she has the baby. Um, the baby will be about um, a month and a half. Hi everybody, this is Sarah Pollard, your friendly mental health consultant. Welcome to the Mental Health Minute via NFP podcast. I'm really excited to be here with you all and to share some valuable information. For the next five to seven minutes, we'll be talking about a resource, a tool, and a quote. As always, what we talk about today will be referenced on the Mental Health Toolkit section of the hub and on the mental health toolkit, you'll find this information on the as heard on the NFP podcast section. So let's get going today. So we're going to talk about a resource first, and that resource is a facilitator entitled does your mind mind you. This facilitator can be found on the NFP community page. Unfortunately, we cannot link a PDF version of this facilitator to our Goodwill Hub, but I will certainly put the name of the facilitator on the As Heard on the NFP podcast section of the Mental Health Toolkit. So this facilitator really can help with clients who are distractible, having trouble concentrating or focusing, and probably could be experiencing some symptoms of anxiety. And the facilitator has three components. It has a visualization component, it has a breath component, and it has a breath and relaxation component. So when you have time, take a look at this facilitator. If you use it with a client, I would really love to hear your feedback. How did it go, etc. So again, the facilitator is entitled, Does Your Mind Mind You? And as with all relaxation techniques, 478 Im imagery, progressive muscle relaxation, it's ideal to begin these exercises at a time of um, minimal stress. Um, and it's also ideal to practice them over and over and over again. All right. All right. So that is the resource. So let's talk about a tool. And that tool is um, regarding helpful questions. So I think in the past I've talked to you all about cognitive behavioral therapy, right? Or the CBT model. And that CBT model has to do with um, an event happens, 
something stressful, we have a thought about it, we have emotions about it, we have behaviors, and all of those, that triad plays into each other. So behaviors affect emotions, and emotions affect thought, and emotions, et cetera, et cetera. You get it. So when I think about that CBT model, what I recognize from that is how we think really impacts every part of our lives. And really one of the, you know, pertinent, most important questions for me is, are my thoughts helpful or not helpful? And particularly in those times of increased stress, feeling overwhelmed, feeling anxious, etc. I think there are a couple of questions that can be really helpful in those times where we're triggered, where the sympathetic is dominant. And those questions to me really, again, kind of turn on or switch on that prefrontal cortex, that thinking brain. And those questions are, what can I control right now? And what is my very next step? I think these questions can get us off of that looping or that cycle or that hamster wheel of just spinning. And again, can help turn on or switch on that thinking part of our brain. What can I control right now? What is my very next step? Not what I need to do tomorrow, not what I need to do next week, not what I need to do next year, but what do I need to do right now? And so when we have anxiety, stress, etc., many of us, project into the future. Oh my gosh, I feel so stressed today. I have that deadline two weeks from now. I've got to get that done. I've got to get it done. Oh my gosh, I'm never going to get it done. I feel so overwhelmed. Can you relate to those questions or those thoughts? And what we can do with that, either we can fuel, fuel that fire of I'm never going to get it done. I'm never going to do this. Or we can kind of extinguish that fire and say, all right, what can I control right now in this very moment? What is my very next step? All right, so that is your resource and your tool. And I'd like to leave you with a quote. And this is a quote that I came up with, oh, a few years ago. And it is present with not responsible for. So in my role as a mental health consultant here at NFP, I am present with you, but I'm not responsible for you. I'm present with you and I do my part and those who I support do their part. And so I think that that statement can be applicable to all of us, both professionally and personally. Present with, not responsible for. All right, so that is it for this episode of the Mental Health Minute via NFP podcast. As always, you will find these resources on the Mental Health Toolkit section of the Hub under the section entitled, as heard on the NFP podcast. Thank you for tuning in. I hope you have a super de duper fantastic day.
Tanya here, and thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I hope you are all doing great. If you'd like to be on the next episode and have a story or an announcement to share, please email me. Um, My email is anye.carson at goodwillindy.org. Just as a heads up on our next episode, we will hear from our newest community outreach advocates, and I'm sure you're not going to want to miss it. So take care and we'll see you next time. Bye.